So as I started saying a little bit before we went into the announcements and the meditation, I was sharing some of some of the a few principles or techniques or subjects that we really talk about here in Interlight Ministries. You'll find that we're really a very simple organization and just very few things that we really focus on because in that simplicity and just having a few things to focus on gives us much greater opportunity to fulfill those things. Haven't you found that to be in life? When you're too busy trying to do too many things, you're scattered everywhere and not much is getting done or not getting done the way you would like it. It's kind of like that. So the fewer things we give ourselves to focus on, the easier it makes it on ourselves to really fulfill, to get things done. And such is true with our journey spiritually. One thing you'll hear sharing here over and over is God first and God only. That's it. Everything else we do is just a way by which we can begin to live more of that precept, if you will, of God first and God only. So in other words, we're saying, hold our attention on God all the time, and then God only. So how do we go about doing God is the other part. And that really is a big part of the journey for everybody, is how do we really live the spirit of who we are? How do we live or walk a spiritual pathway? I mean, anywhere you go, it doesn't matter where, there's always these teachings or principles that are taught about what's supposed to be spiritual or loving or religious, no matter what the term is. So we have all these teachings or ideas or concepts, but then how do we really go about living all those ideas and concepts? And that's really what it boils down to, and that's no different here. But one of the main things that we do here and share about in Inner Light Ministries is really about living the loving. Living the loving. Very simply, what's loving? Well, we use that word synonymously with God, our own souls made in the likeness of God. So how do we live the divine essence of loving? How do we live our soul? How do we live God? How do we live the loving? And so everything else we share in here is about the how-to, the doing. Action is key here. You can talk about the stuff all you want, but until you start to do something with it, it's not going to make one bit of difference. A lot of people waste a lot of time just talking, talking, talking. And that's great because in the talking, we're learning. We're beginning to get at least some level of intellectual understanding so that when we're ready, we'll now take action. A lot of us are hesitant or fearful to take actions, to do something when we don't feel comfortable on an intellectual or emotional level with something. So it is important to grasp some level of understanding of whatever the concepts or principles are that you do want to apply in your life, spiritual or otherwise. But in here, of course, our focus is on spirit. So that's what, where and what we'll focus on and talk about here. But there are certain techniques, such as the meditation that we did, that are really main techniques that cover a lot of ground. And the meditation technique is the main principle or thing that we focus on here to really support as an action of doing to live, to awaken. Not only to explore who we are, but to really live who we are. Yes, in the beginning, it is one of self-discovery, self-exploration, awakening, understanding, coming to know really more of that. But then it's also beginning to now live more of that which you're awakening to. 
And that's the part what we'd call more spiritual. And this is what we attempt to do here is to move more into the spirit and move beyond the thoughts, the beliefs, the concepts of what is spiritual. And here, you'll hear me say a lot, spirituality has nothing to do with our behaviors and expressions. You can still get mad and be spiritual. You can still judge and be spiritual. You can hate or love and still are spiritual. We, the soul, is spirit. That is the living, loving expression of God. You can't change that. Regardless of what you think or feel about it, you can't change that. No matter what your expression or your withholding does not change the fact of who you are. So if we can focus more on who we are rather than what we say or do or think, we're going to be ahead of the game. That's probably one of the biggest, biggest parts to make this easy on yourself. If you really want to wake up and know the truth of what God is and who you are, is to focus on that truth that is. That's the life itself. Who you are is life itself and expression. What do you think gives the body life? What do you think gives your thoughts life? What do you think gives your emotions life? What do you think gives your fantasies and imagination life? You do. You're the one who is life itself. So why not focus on that? And realize all the other stuff, we're just moving through it. We're sorting through it. We're sorting through all of our thoughts and feelings and fantasies to really discover the divine truth that we are rather than what we often say, the illusion of what we think we are or feel we are or say we are or fantasize or hope to be. The truth of who we are regardless of all of that, that's what we want to get to, that core, that core, that center. All the others transitory. You forget about things, don't you? You go unconscious, don't you? The body dies, right? The body was born, right? You knew this was the way you're going to live life and then someday it changed and you wondered why were you living that way and now this is the way. Those are all transitory. But yet you are the common element that it is in and through all of it, regardless of everything else that changes, you are constant. So the meditation we do here is about waking up to the truth of who you are and finding your way through all the other. That's the letting go. Letting go of all those things we thought maybe we were and waking up to the truth of who we are. That's a lot of the journey. They call it a spiritual journey. Really, there's no journey. You just are here right now. Where's your journey? There's nowhere to go. You're already here. The journey is really more one of just sorting through all those things that we're not to really awaken and know the truth of who we are, not as a concept, but to really know it from our experience. Just like right now, my experience is I'm talking about this. That's my physical experience. But here in this world, it seems real. Okay, Brian, I hear your voice. I'm listening. Well, we want you to wake up to know the divine essence of who you are that is more real than what you're experiencing here physically. Because you are real. Is a body really real? 
If it was, then why is it born and dies? Well, I don't want you to think too much about that. I just want you to look at it and maybe start to awaken, have an epiphany. I like that word. People use it every now and then. Have an epiphany like, wow, what happens when a body does die? What about me? Well, if you think you're the body, you're going to have a hard time when that day comes. And that's how it is. If you've been around people who have passed that have a lot of fear, it's a pretty hard struggle, the process of letting go of the body. But those that are more awake and know the greater truth of who they are spiritually, that's not so hard. It's often a relief. It's often a joy, a celebration to let go of the physical, to live more in the spirit without the limitations and the weight of the body. And the feelings and thoughts for that matter too. To let it all go. To live in the freedom of the truth of who we are that has no restrictions or limitations. The thoughts, the feelings, imagination, body put restrictions and limitations on the truth of who we are as spirit. So it's important to understand that those, those are transitory. They're not real. They're just momentary things that the soul is having experience with. But what we want to do is get back to the one who is experiencing. And so in this world, we have all kinds of expressions and behaviors. But don't we often get caught up in all those expressions and behaviors and our thoughts and feelings and what we say and do? That's what gets in the way. All that stuff gets in the way and blocks us from the greater knowing of who we are spiritually. So we have to be open and willing to begin to move beyond all of that, to let go of all that, to stop making it so important, to let go of this is the right way, that's the wrong way, and to really look at more that divine truth behind it all. That one constant thing of life itself. Life goes on, right? That's right, life goes on. Not the body, not our beliefs, not our thoughts or feelings. So we have to give attention to that if we want to really wake up and know that and to begin to sort through and move beyond all these other aspects of self or beliefs of self. And so the meditation technique is the main way by which we can begin to move through and beyond all these other transitory behaviors and expressions. And you move into that living, loving essence that we are. That's what the meditation does. It's a way by which we can move into, awaken, and live that divine spirit of who we are. To live it, you've got to know it. You've got to be awake to it. You've got to be aware. If you're not aware, you're just going to live all the fantasies, false belief systems. Believe it or not, even your positive thinking, oh yeah, it's positive, it's great. It's still a fantasy. It's still a fantasy. That's why we don't focus on positive thinking or negative thinking for that matter. They're both fantasies. We want to move beyond 
the fantasy, beyond the beliefs of the positive and negative, and truly wake up to what's real. That's one of my other favorite words here, is real. Let's get real. What is real? What's real? Well, that's why we're here, right? We want to know what it is. So that meditation is the main way or means by which we can begin to now move into what is real. Sacred name of God, the hue. We'll talk about the sacred names of initiation. All that is an inner focus to awaken to the divine essence. And so we do that. We can have profound, amazing inner experience. Or we just sit there and nothing's going on. It's dark. Nothing's going on. And that's how it is a lot. That's how it is maybe most of the time. Maybe most of us really wonder. Even when we have experience, we still wonder. We don't have experience, we still wonder. Wonder, wonder, wonder. Well, there it is. Well, what is wondering anyway? Isn't it just curiosity of seeking, of wanting to know? Well, that type of seeking or intention or desire is one that supports you to move forward, to awaken, to discover. It begins to move you in the direction to have experience. And that's important. To know that all that within you is leading you towards the awakening to the truth of who you are. Meditation may be the way by which we can do that, but it is your longing, your desire, your curiosity, your wanting of knowing God, being with God, knowing the truth of life itself. That is the very gas that fuels the journey. Without that longing or curiosity or wanting to know, we're not going to do anything. I know, I know, we're talking about doing and action. Wasn't well, spirit being? Don't I just be? Yes, but you got to do something to be something. Because right now you've been doing the illusion. So you have to do that which can lead you out of the illusion and into the truth of the beingness that is the divine living loving essence. That's what God is. Dooby dooby do, right? I know we've heard that. So we make an effort, we relax. We make an effort, we relax. Two steps forward, one step back. Be active, be receptive. Give and receive. Breathe in, breathe out. That's life in this world. It's polarity. But if you participate and work with it, you can begin to move towards or beyond it. Instead of resisting and fighting the polarity, you want to learn how to honor and work with it to set yourself free. It is simply the resistance or struggle to it that we create within ourselves that holds us in limitation and contraction. So we need to find a way by which we can release, let go, relax, and open up so there's space now for the spirit of who we are to awaken, to come forward, up into our awareness where it's been buried down deep through all these other thoughts and beliefs and 
whatever else we put on it to cover it and bury it. So now we're simply uncovering it. Well, make it easier on yourself. I know there is an uncovering. There is a letting go. And we can get a little distracted sometimes and focusing too much on digging ourselves out rather than just going for the beingness. But it is both. But we've got to keep clear before us, God first. Because I know a lot of people who get focused on trying to clear away and dig themselves out, and then that's all they're focused on, and they've lost sight of God first. Now it's, nope, dig the dirt out first, and hopefully we'll find God in there. That's a hard way to do it. God first. Always have before you that clear intention and where your attention is. And then as you move towards that, it's not a digging out. It's just simply a letting go or a clearing away. You've heard about the wind of spirit, the Holy Spirit. It's been referenced many different ways. That wind just blows away all the dirt. It blows away all that which is covering the soul. But we have to take responsibility and consciously participate in the action of moving towards God because in that we open and allow God's grace, that action through the Holy Spirit, to now begin to walk with us and clear away a lot of that which has buried the soul. We of ourselves cannot do it. That's why it is always talked about in any spiritual pathway about letting go, about surrendering. These are actions we have to do to set ourselves free. Because in truth, it is us that is holding a lot of the limitations to ourselves that blocks our awareness of the divine. So we have to do something within ourselves to begin to let go of our attachments to allow God to take it away, to allow the grace to assist us in this journey. You want the blessings in your life? You've got to do your part to create the space for them to live in you and through you. And that meditation is key in that. But even with that, we still often find ourselves unaware, unconscious, stuck, unable to move forward. And that's probably why you're here. Because that's what we do here. We help to give clarity and understanding to how to move forward, to get past these areas where we feel stuck, we don't know what to do, we feel helpless or hopeless. Then we finally give up. Fine, I'll come here. You've been bugging me for years to come listen to Jim and Brian. Okay, I'll go. Leave me alone. You finally give up. You surrender. Well, it's kind of like an outer metaphor for what we're doing inside of ourselves. We let go inside, and then the outer action follows suit. It's the way it really always works. Even if you think you were forced or manipulated here, you still made a choice to come because some part of you is really looking. So let's pay attention to that, the part of you. Even if you don't like it or upset, that's okay. That's what I said. Don't worry about your behaviors or expressions. Don't worry about your reactions. I know we talk about neutrality a lot in here. You don't just get neutral or are neutral. There's a process you move into neutrality 
In other words, you move through all your reactions and judgments and fears. If you don't allow yourself that process, you only hold yourself back from really awakening to the truth. You've got to be willing to walk through all that stuff. And that's the challenge. That's what holds everybody back. That stuff that we don't want to look at, that hurts, that scares us, that we're angry about, that we're sad about. That's what stops everybody. Even those that are really pursuing God, it still stops them. Sooner or later, sooner or later, we'll have enough. We're not going to let it stop us anymore. And that's the good news. Because at some point, we are going to give up. We're going to give up the challenge, the struggle. We're going to give up whatever that is that's stopping us. Because in truth, and sometimes this is hard to hear, it's really only us that is stopping ourselves. That one's a hard one to swallow or believe for a lot of people. That we really are creators. We create both our blocks as well as our openings. We create our depressions and our joys. That one's a hard one, I know. But here's the key. You don't have to believe any of this stuff. You don't have to believe any of it. You don't believe anything we say or anybody else. The key is, is to have experience and to discover for yourself. That's really the key. And that's the only way to move beyond all the illusions and fantasies, no matter what they are, whether they're somebody else's that you've taken on as your own or you've created them inside yourself. doesn't matter. doesn't matter where it came from, who created it. If you're buying into it and living it, that's what matters. So what do you want to do about it? What do you want to do? Do you really want your freedom? Or would you rather stay stuck in all the fun and the joy that comes with that? No, I know. I probably shouldn't even say questions like that. The only reason we even say stupid stuff like that, that comment I just made, is because that's what we do. But here's another key. It's often not until we acknowledge what we are doing that we can even begin to let it go. Acknowledgement is a powerful thing. Because most of us are too busy avoiding, don't want to look at. And so we think we're keeping it at bay by not allowing it in, by not looking, by not acknowledging that. But yet that resistance or reaction is actually a magnet that holds it to us. And that's what's causing the disturbance, the reaction, the agitation, all of that. And so we want to find a way to begin to demagnetize that charge so it can just drop away. And it's no longer an issue or they're blocking us. That's the neutrality part. So we have this wonderful process, very simple. Either you find a way to work with it in loving, in accepting it, or forgiving it. LAF, laugh, loving, accepting, forgiving. One of those three words, you will find a way to work inside of you to free yourself if you're willing to work with it. Now, I was just talking about acknowledgement. Well, another word I use synonymously with acknowledgement is acceptance. 
I find that when I'm willing to acknowledge something, I'm actually willing to accept it. It's when I'm not willing to acknowledge it, I'm trying to avoid it. Well, that's not acceptance. Not at all. So I find when I'm willing to acknowledge something, I'm beginning to move in now a place of acceptance. Yep, that's it. That's the truth. That's what's going on. I don't like it, but hey, that's what it is. When we can get to that place, now we can begin to do something about it. Until then, we're not going to do anything. We're trying to get out of having to do anything. But this is a big key here. As I shared earlier, this is a pathway about fulfillment of the soul. It's not one of avoiding. It's fulfilling. We've got to be willing to acknowledge and accept what's there in order to fulfill our journey here. To fulfill it. To fulfill life. To fulfill the journey. No matter what the details are. No matter if it's physical or spiritual. You look at it as like, well, I want to go do this thing physically to fulfill the physical. Well, guess what? That's part of your soul's journey. That is spiritual because it is something you, the soul, is in this physical world having experience with. And as you do that, it gets done. But if all you do is think about it, complain about it, talk about it, and do nothing with it, it's, un- it's incomplete. There's no fulfillment in that. So we want to go and fulfill these things, whatever they are. And some things we have to physically go do to fulfill them. And other things, it's just internally. Change the way we look at things. Change your attitudes. Often that'll be fulfilling. If we're always unhappy and we think so negatively about things, well, maybe really then we're just looking for a way to change your attitude so we don't look at things so negatively. So there's no outer action there other than maybe learning how we can go about doing that inwardly. Oh, there's loving acceptance and forgiveness again. I don't like my attitude. Yeah, tell me about it. Nobody else does either. I forgive myself. I forgive my attitudes. And I forgive other people who are judging my attitude. I forgive myself for judging them. And go on and on and on. Forgiveness is a very powerful thing. It's also another way of demonstrating acceptance. Here's the other key. A lot of us who work with forgiveness, when we find it doesn't work for us, it's because we still are judging the thing we're trying to forgive. That's why acceptance I often find more powerful than forgiveness because I find when I can move into acceptance of the thing that I'm judging, that that itself starts to release and let go of the judgment which is forgiveness. That's what forgiveness is. You're giving it up. You're letting it go. Forgiving. Okay, God, I'm giving this up to you. I'm letting it go. I accept what I've done or said or thought. And now I release it. Or you do whatever you need to do to bring it to completion, to release it. I'll tell you what, you do that, you're going to find more peace in your life at the very least. And where there is peace, you're going to find loving and joy. They just go together. Peace, loving, and joy just go together. But this LAF is a way by which we can move into that. And then loving, just like we did in meditation. I just said, okay, Lord, I love you. 
It's like you tell somebody else you love them. Well, have you told yourself that you love yourself? That's a big key here. It is taught on any true spiritual pathway. In order to really get what you want, you have to give it to yourself. If you want love, you've got to give yourself love. You want others to love you, you have to love yourself. You want God to love you, you've got to love yourself. In order to realize that God and others do love you. Because guess what? Believe it or not, we really all love each other. No matter how irritating the attitudes and sick of each other we get, believe it or not, we really love each other. Because we are that living expression of God's loving Every single one of us. And God loves itself and all of creation. We're just asleep to that. So I said earlier, we're just sorting through all this stuff to wake up to the truth that really is going on. Think about it. No matter how upset you get with people, how come you still want to be around people? Why do you still want to gather and mingle? Even if it's just one other person, your best friend, your spouse, your whoever, even if it's one other person, no matter how much they even irritate you, why do you still want to get together? Because that love draws itself to itself, even with all the other junk that seems to get in the way. That's the illusion. It seems to get in the way, but yet here we are together. I bet there's lots of us in this room probably can't stand each other. Yet here we are, all in the same room. What the hell's wrong with this picture? That's the illusion. That's the illusion. Because in truth, we love ourselves and all of us enough and God enough that we're willing to just be near each other even when we don't like it. That loving truly transcends everything else. So start paying attention to that. It's where you put your focus that's important. Not the problems, not the issues. What's important is where you put your focus. If you're focused on the problems and the issues, well, then you're going to really be disturbed. But if you focus on the love, where that oneness is that holds and brings us all together and gives expression to everything here, well, you've got to hold it long enough. That's what meditation is. Holding your attention long enough on that spirit, and eventually you now transcend. This is also called soul transcendence where the soul transcends all the other stuff we don't like, and that's so challenging, to really now live and experience more fully in that living, loving essence. And here we recommend 10% of the day to meditate. That's two hours and 24 minutes. We round it up and say two and a half hours. That's what we recommend meditating every day in here. Whoa. 10% of the day, the true law of tithing is not about money and possessions. It's about giving your time to God, but really not even your time. It's giving your love. That's why we say it's recommended. Yeah, because look, the more time you spend giving your loving, the more experience of loving you're going to have. Hell, do it 90% of the day, not 10%. So even when you move out of meditation, just like today when I asked you to open your eyes, to still stay present and focused, and as you open your eyes, allow that loving to go out before you. That way you stay focused on loving even when your eyes are open and you're doing the day. So you stay focused, God first. 
and God only by keep bringing yourself back to that when you get distracted. God, I love it when I get so irritated with that person. So where's your focus? It's on the loving in and through the irritation. Yeah, there's irritation there. Like I said earlier, you want to acknowledge, you do not want to avoid. If you're irritated, don't avoid it. Don't be a positive, oh yeah, everything's bright and sunny when it's hell. But you can still focus on the bright and sunny as you're walking through hell. In other words, you accept and acknowledge all of it. You know, my eyes are on God, and there's all this junk I'm moving through, and you know what? I'm going to keep my eyes on God as I'm moving through that, and I'm going to love and accept all this stuff I'm moving through on my way to God. Because that's how you move towards and into God, is by loving and accepting all the junk. Really, you're just loving God. That's why I said loving God through it. You're not really looking at God looking down at the junk. You're looking at God and all that stuff is just part of that expression of you, the God, that has created all these experiences to have in your journey through this world of time and space. But it's all an expression of God already. We've just lost sight of that. That's all. I was making the joke earlier before we started about the word sin. Come and confess your sins. Well, just in case you haven't heard since I put it out there, the way we talk about sin in here, if you go look in at least the older dictionaries, as Jim shared, was it 1950s or something, the Webster's? Sin is simply to turn away from. All we've done as a soul is turned our attention away from God and, and down and out. That's all sin is. It's not evil. We just looked away from God and out into God's creation. And guess what? Where we look is where our consciousness moves. So as we looked into this physical creation, the conscious awareness has moved into this physical creation, and so we have this experience, and we're aware of our experience here. Repentance is simply to turn back towards. So in repenting, all we're doing is turning our attention back towards God. That's what we're doing in meditation. That's what we're doing when we practice loving, acceptance, forgiveness is that we're just beginning to turn our attention back towards God now. But I like to make all the jokes, you know, because of what those words and connotations of evil and negativity that's come with them. Because most of us really make those words serious and we get caught up in the way they've been defined. So we have to let go of our definitions and make a different choice of how we want to look at something. There's no power in the spoken word. There's no power in the written word. We are the only power there is in any of creation. And so where we focus our power is what gives it life or what we call the power in the words, whether spoken or written. We power them or empower them. So if you don't like a word or some speaking or some belief system, well, stop empowering it. Take your attention away from that and put it where you want it to be, and then you'll begin to empower that. So as we go into meditation and focus on a sacred name of God and hold that before us in that chanting, we are empowering that through that repetition, through our loving through our focus, 
just simply by giving our attention, we actually put the power of who we are into whatever it is. Whether you look at it, speak of it, feel of it, whatever it is. So you're just shifting, moving through. But that's the journey here. We're sorting through all the things that we've empowered, the illusions, the karmas, the experiences. And as we're walking in this journey back towards God, we're moving through all these things that we've given life to or power to to give them expression. And as we now acknowledge them and look at them, and we say, I love you, I accept you, and I forgive you, and now I reclaim that which I have put into that expression, and now I'm going to take that energy I've put in there back into myself and focus it now on God and where I want to go. That's it. Right there. That's it. Forgiveness is simply bringing our power back to ourselves of all the illusions we've empowered and loving in its truest sense. The only loving there is is the soul's love with God. That's it. That's the only truth there is. So all we're doing is now refocusing back into that truth. And as we do, all the illusions we created just drop away. Just like a movie projection. There's a light shining through a film. And as it shines through, there we have animation. As soon as you shut off the light, there's nothing animated anymore. The light of the soul now is projecting these images into creation. And all we're doing now is redirecting that light. And so the images that were out here drop away and now we redirect the light in where we do want to awaken to. Because what does the light do but reveal and awaken? So we can see, become aware. And so as you focus your light back towards God, guess what you're going to awaken to and become aware of? That's the simple part of this. This is rocket science. Really simple rocket science. Just remember that. I know we have all kinds of words and can talk about this stuff in so many ways, but that's really the simplicity of it. So just be aware of what you really want. You're going to get just by where you choose to focus. And the more you want it, you focus on it over and over. The less you want something else, focus on it less and less. That's it. All you have to do is just repetition, repetition. Even that sacred name, we talk about the repetition. Meditation, keep focusing back on God. That's it. And the more you do it, the more that's going to be your experience. And the less these other things will be your experience. And that's how you begin to now live it. First, there's the awakening the understanding of how to go about doing this. And then you start to have the awakening moments where you start to see that truth. And then you do more and more of it. And as you do it, guess what? Before you know it, you've got a new habit, a new routine, a new way of being, of doing. And then you're now living it. That's the simplicity of all this. And then all the other questions, well, where did we come from? Where are we going? What happens after death of the body? And every other question we have in between. That starts to get revealed, whether inwardly or just in a gathering like this. We spend time 
doing question and answer to help answer some of that. But just giving you the information isn't going to really give it. You don't know it then. The only way you really know something is when you really have your own experience. We are always going to come back to you having your experience. When you do that, you'll know the truth, and nobody can pull the wool over your eyes, so to speak. Nobody. We do that all the time to each other, unconsciously. We don't even realize it because we believe something that's false, and so we share that and live that, and so we put it on everybody we share it with. Not meant to do it maliciously. It's just what we do. Because that's all we can do is share what we do know. So the more you know the truth of who you are, guess what you'll share more of. You want more light in the world? You want more loving and blessings in the world? Then you wake up to it and start living it, and automatically you will share that into the world. It's not something you go do. You don't go out there and put spirit into the world. Spirit's already in the world. It's you. Spirit's already here. All we've done is covered up the awareness. There's nothing to change in this world, people. Stop wasting your time on trying to change the world. Just the fact that people think they want to change the world, they are in denial of the truth of who they are and that God is. If God wanted this world to be different, it'd be done just like that. Really? You think we need to do it? But you see, we are God in expression. All we have to do is wake up to who we are, and that will bring about all the change we need. That's it. But it always comes back to focusing back within because the true divine spirit of who we are is inside. Not out here, it's inside. Oh yes, it is out here and everything and everyone, but to awaken to it, we have to move back in to our own consciousness. This world's just a mirror. It's a reflection. If you want to know the direct truth, you've got to go directly into it and stop looking into the illusion or the reflection. That's all. Every teacher is always taught, if you want to wake up and know the divine, know the truth of who you are and your oneness with God, you have to go within. To go within. Meditation is going within, into the spirit of who you are, into the spirit beyond all the other stuff. Beyond your own thoughts and feelings. It doesn't even matter what you think or feel about anything in this world or anywhere that, for that matter. It doesn't even matter what you think or feel about God. It sounds impersonal, and it is, but God doesn't care what your thoughts and feelings are. That hurt when I found that out. It's like, don't you care? No. Because that's an illusion. It's the thoughts and feelings are the illusions. The only truth is the loving and expression. That's what the soul is, is God's expression. That's it. That's the only thing that's real. And so why would any of the other matter? We just believed it to matter, and that's why we're having this experience the way we are in this world. 
So if anything, stop believing. Stop believing. And just start loving. 